0: It's episode 132 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting in the Alamo Draft House. of Corp... I have to take this off. I'm so sorry. I am joined by the Director of Operations, Sarah Williams, and the Regional Sales Manager, Jessica Cortese. Welcome.
1: Thank you very much. We're excited to have you.
0: Yes, yeah, super excited. This is going to be fun. Yes, thank you guys so much for uh, agreeing to do this, because I know uh, we, we had never talked until literally today, um, and I got a very special guest here co-hosting this episode with me. I'm talking about Ashley Aravalo. Thank you for being here.
2: Thank you so much for asking me. I'm like really excited to be here. I love Alamo Draft House. So, so it's like a nice treat for me. I don't go anywhere. so She really doesn't. <laughs> I really don't.
0: I, I was expecting her to tell me no because she's like hardcore taken, quarantining very, very seriously, um, which I appreciate and respect mm-hmm. you so much for doing that. And so thank you for being here because ashley's a huge movie buff so when i knew i was going to be talking to you guys i knew i had to bring in ashley so sarah and jessica how did y'all get into the movies per se uh
1: interestingly enough just business um i've i've been a business manager um for for years and so it wasn't really so much the movies um, that I got into, but it is the movies I have fallen in love with since I've been here. Um, and just learning that side of the business has been so fascinating for me. I've always been a movie person since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I remember mom taking us to the drive-ins, and we had to hide under the blankets in the back seat of the station wagon. Oh, wow. Um, you know, up in New York, and so, like, as a kid. So I've been watching movies since I was a kid, but getting into the movie business really... Was kind of a fluke, but an amazing opportunity um, that I wouldn't look back on at all. Like, I'm, I'm so excited. I love what yes. I do. I, I enjoy coming to work every day.
0: Yeah, because I'm sure, like, when, at least when I think of business, the last thing you think about is like looking at it from the the movie business from the business end. You know, purely it's acting and directing and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But you're here behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's like running a restaurant, but seven different restaurants inside one building because we have seven theaters. So oh, depend- of course. So depending on what movie you're showing, ch- changes what people are ordering, um, changes the type of food you're going to sell. Um, and so it's, it's almost like running seven different restaurants inside one building. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's different every day. And I think that's one of the, the, the best parts about it. Is, uh, it's ever-changing
0: how about you jessica yeah
3: i would say my start is kind of similar um i i handle all of our events and any of our private screenings that we do and so i come from an events background i actually worked for a wedding venue for about five years before i started with alamo um, and was just kind of for me it was a i really wanted to start to not be so heavily invested in the nights and weekends side of uh, events. And so the opportunity with Alamo kind of presented itself and it has been, you know, full speed ahead ever since then Um, and tons of fun. We get to do the most different things. I mean, a wedding inside of a movie theater. And when you think about that movie theater being Alamo Drafthouse, it gets pretty interesting.
0: Really? Yep. Well, I would think that uh, being in wedding planning has probably prepared you to plan like anything, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, So it means we've done, I mean, we've done all types of events
3: from the stuff that we do all of the time, like our, you know, the birthday parties and that kind of thing that we do on a frequent level to really unique things like the weddings and the proposals and, um, you know, all of those just kind of really unique elements. We've had family reunions because they put together a movie that they want to show on screen with family photos and videos and things like that. And so, you know, they put their family video on screen and then they watch their favorite movie type of thing. And so it's super fun to kind of create those really unique experiences for people and put things up on that giant movie screen that you would never think that you could be able to, to see on a screen like that.
0: And see, I appreciate that so much because um, I think most people when they think of movie theaters think that you guys only show big budget movies And, okay, you're shaking your head. So, I I mean, because what you just told me is news to me. I had no idea that you could go and put your own movie up on the screen. Oh, yeah. So, you guys offer services like that. Absolutely. Yeah, tell me more.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's part of, we actually are in day two of year three of hosting the South Texas Underground Film Festival today. Um, and so they are an incredible organization based here out of Corpus Christi, local filmmakers, movie lovers who uh, go out and find the
0: most. oh, that's awesome. Aww, Sarah's nice. showing us a shirt. yeah that's super the cool
3: coolest indie films out there. And um I mean, everything from shorts to animated shorts to full-on feature films. Uh, I've been working with them for three years now. This is, we've actually kind of really grown the relationship. We took it to like the next level this year that um, I'm so excited we were able to do with them and I know they're so excited, but we were actually able to ticket their event on the draft house website this year um, and kind of open it up to that extra level of viewership by being able to really step in. And instead of them kind of renting screens from us, like they have the past couple of years, we've really been able to step in as a partnership role with them and help ticket their event and, um, create the show pages. So, you know, you go to draft house, right. You know, you go to the Corpus Christi draft house website right now and their film festival is on, you know, on our splash page on the website. And it's, that's something that's really cool to see for me and for Mm -hmm. them as well. So, um, we love working with local filmmakers um this we've this is our third year with the South Texas Film Festival um and it will be year 3 as well with uh Corpus Christi 7 day awesome. later on this year um and then we've definitely just done some kind of individual premieres and stuff like that i've worked with the universities when they've got a film class that finishes projects that want to come in and just screen their projects for their class and so it's been um, we can you know we do way more than just the big budget films on screen and it's really fun to be a part of those like really unique and special moments
0: truly so anybody listening to that if you have any ideas definitely get with these ladies on a how to make it a reality that's mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I dig that tremendously uh, especially CC 70.
2: Yeah, one thing I just wanted to get out of the way because I feel like everyone wants to know like what is y'all's favorite movie? We're t- we're at Alamo Draft House. you yes. work in the movie theater industry. This is why I brought her. <laughs> <laughs>
3: as so I'm, I'm dying to know. As I'm talking about all of these really cool indie films and independent prob- uh, films and everything else, and then I'm going to give you the most basic no, answer to this fine. question ever, and tell you that the movie that makes me the happiest in the world is Top Gun.
2: Oh, um, awesome! That's I've fantastic. never seen that one. So. Neither have I.
0: Oh, it's my I haven't favorite. seen a lot of like
2: older movies. I've seen a lot of old horror, but not like the classic, like, I don't know, like action movies, yeah. I guess. So, I guess would you consider it action. Yeah. 80s rom-com okay. kind of. Oh, I don't know why I thought it was action. Is it rom-com?
0: <laughs> Clearly we need to watch it. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's like, I know all the references. So what? what is it about Top Gun?
3: I think it's really one of those, like, almost because of the memories that surround it mm-hmm. is why I love it so much. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't even really tell you the first time i watched it but i know that i as a kid growing up watched it over and over and over again and it just kind of made me happy and then i think there was you know a whatever six eight year gap you know going to high school and college that it was kind of like top gun didn't pop on the radar very often and then kind of revisited it um you know uh, probably midway through college or something like having a bad day one day and it comes on screen <laughs> and just getting that feeling of like, oh my God, I love this movie mm-hmm. so much. Um, so I think it's just that overall feeling that I've had since the first time I watched it. And I just get that feeling every time. And I mean, it's the eighties cheesy can't help, but be happy when you watch it.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> so that's a tough question for me. I have several different answers. Um, we want all of them. Oh yeah. Okay. We want them um, all. So I had to come up with one answer when we were opening, right? Because our creative manager and social media manager was putting out everybody's names and favorite movies on Facebook as we were opening. And so I had to pick one. So the one that went out on Facebook when we opened was The Outsiders.
0: Ooh, yes.
1: Phenomenal movie. Absolutely one of my favorites in my heart, my favorite movie. No everybody looks at me when I say it and they're like when did that come out? Who, who was in it? And so that's why I think I have to have like a, a more uh, like recognizable name, but really, my all-time favorite movie is "Boys on the Side." Well,
0: oh, I don't know. That I haven't one. heard
2: that one. Uh, mm.
1: It's Whoopi Goldberg Drew Barrymore came out in 1996, the year I graduated high school. Um, and I, I think that's um, I think that's why I don't know. I just could relate a lot. That movie was crazy um they 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 killed a man and like beat him to death but he had been beating drew barrymore right so they like retaliated against an abusive man and then went on a road trip together just these three ladies like i like that Mm -hmm. yeah it was (laughs) uh it it spoke a lot to me that's probably my absolute favorite movie
0: okay i'm gonna have to add that to the watch list
2: yeah and it seems like y'all had similar answers like it was the nostalgia behind like, that's what made you, like, your favorite movie. So, that's really interesting. And I feel like music does that too. So,
1: yeah. yeah. I like
2: all of y'all's answers. Well,
0: and earlier I could, on your story, so Ashley's also, like, considered an influencer here in, in the city. Um, mm. Somebody had asked you, it was something about a movie, or maybe you did a movie, Wreck. And you were saying that you you had a preference for, like, revenge movies kind yeah. of thing. And that's what this sounds yes, like exactly. That sounds
2: like right up my alley. Did
1: you watch Promising Young Woman? I
2: saw that last night. I loved it. Oh. Oh, my. I watched that three
1: times in the theater when it came out.
2: I can see why. It's an amazing movie. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm.
1: Sad. That that movie was incredible.
0: Have you seen it, Jessica?
1: Not yet. Me
3: either.
0: (gasps) I'm like, okay. I'm like adding things to the list. Add it to the list. So here's my question, right? Because you work for the Alamo Drafthouse, so like, are you not like first in line to see movies all the time?
3: You know, there are there were time periods where the answer to that question would have absolutely been like, yes. Um, Since coming back and reopening, it's been uh, a different different kind of setup. So I have only, since we reopened, I have only gotten to see one movie in the theater since we
0: reopened. And what movie is that? It
3: was Wonder Woman 1984. That's a good one. Yeah.
0: I bet that was great to see in theaters.
3: Apparently, there's this 80s thing rolling <laughs> with all of <laughs> Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's all dawning um, on you. You're like, yeah. like oh,
1: mm-hmm. that, was, that was a mm-hmm. that
0: movie. I, I mean, not that I didn't have high hopes for it. Of course I did. But I feel like it exceeded them. I really, really enjoyed that movie very Me much. Me too.
2: I just love anything Wonder Woman. You can put her in whatever and I'll watch it. She's my Same. favorite.
0: Agreed. Yeah. Yep yeah well something about oh well i just thought everybody did such a good job even um like the uh supporting characters mm-hmm. uh the villain was terrifying he yeah. legitimately scared the shit out of me and uh what's her name kristen wig yeah i thought did a great job she did was a fantastic impressed i was yeah. just so impressed i was like kristen wig okay like you stepped up that mm-hmm. was really good
2: and the clothes were really good that's also what i'm interested in it's just it's <laughs> yeah. just a fun movie like that's what superhero movies should be it should be mm-hmm. fun so
0: i think that was a good choice for your first movie Uh, since you guys reopened yeah so we're gonna bring up the pandemic yes i think you had a specific question for this right ashley
2: i did so like i guess this has kind of like been coming around like with the movie theater industry i feel like the pandemic kind of accelerated like the whole streaming services like movies are getting released on hbo max and people are probably they're staying home more now than ever. So, like, how do you feel like that's going to change, like, the movie theater industry? I personally don't see it changing that much, because I know people just love the experience, mm-hmm. and that's where Alamo Drafthouse does so well. So, I would just love to hear your thoughts.
1: I don't think it's going to change the, the theater industry. Yeah. Um, I think it looked scary in the beginning and it it sounds scary um but you can already see that they're already backing out of that deal in 2022 mm-hmm. oh, where it's I not going to yeah. stream on hbo max the same day i did not know um that. and so it's already kind of going a, a little bit backwards yeah. um because they're seeing um you know like raya and the last dragon mm-hmm. release disney premiere and theaters the same day we can't see the the streaming numbers right we don't know what the streaming numbers are doing but we do know how successful it was in the box office Mm -hmm. and then the same thing with tom and jerry and the same thing with godzilla um they they've all been very successful in the box office Crudes croods 2 um in november was a a huge box office hit um for for the theaters interestingly
0: all kids movies huh i know i guess not kong versus or godzilla versus Kong yeah but it's like family no i don't really i don't know i agree with
1: that but yeah (laughs) yeah um but so i mean in general i don't see it changing because of the experience and the needing to escape you don't escape in a movie in your living room the same way you do in a theater Mm -hmm. like you you can try and it's nice to be able to watch a movie at home don't get me wrong it's very nice to be able to watch a movie at home but you don't escape into that movie because you don't turn your phones off you know you don't exactly you don't turn your doorbell off you don't Mm -hmm. turn like everything that could impossibly happen you is still allowed to interrupt you so you don't really just let yourself escape into the movie and so i just i don't think that's ever gonna go away the the, just wanting that experience
3: some films are meant to be seen
0: Mm-hmm, in a course. theater
3: in the dark with, you know, that surround sound and I don't care how good your home theater is, you still just oh, yeah. can't recreate that, you know?
1: You can't recreate the roars coming out of this theater when Godzilla plays. Uh, I can feel it in my office. Wow. And you, you don't get that at home. Mm-hmm. Like, and just like being able to feel it in the theater, there's just something about that and I, I don't see that going anywhere. Also, microwave popcorn is just not the same. Correct. No. It's
0: not. Let's, I mean, let's be real. You can <laughs> make it on style? the
2: stove, but like y'all's popcorn is really good like there is no like beating that so and then just being with people like Mm -hmm. seeing certain movies like comedies horror movies with people like get to experience that with them you can't really do Mm -hmm. that at home it's just not the same
1: so and even now with the pandemic and social distancing right we have two two buffer seats on on either side of every group and so you're separated Mm -hmm. a little bit more in the theater but like you said the comedy, you, people all still laugh at the same time. The horror, they gasp mm-hmm. at the same time. And there's just something about that um, that, no, you can't get it home. Yeah, that mm-hmm. collective
0: experience for sure. And I'm, I'm so glad that uh, we all feel the, the same way about um, experiencing things in the theater. Because, uh, I mean, I've heard so many people lament, you know, potentially not being able to come see a movie because of the pandemic. I mean, so many people. I miss Alamo Draft Houses a beer list. I miss their popcorn. I miss, you know, whatever the the Jaws theme. Um, Mm. yeah. So we're, we're so glad to see you guys back up and running. And so when things started going down last spring, when did you guys have to make the call? Like how, how did that go with, okay, we might need to shut down temporarily.
1: So I think it started, um, probably like that first week of March in between the first and the 10th when the whole washing your hands and sanitizer pandemic first hit right and so it was we started the buffer seating and the sanitizer stations um and then it was um St. Patrick's Day the 17th mm-hmm. um that that we made that we closed and um we had no idea how long it was going to last or what it was going to look like there mm-hmm. was i mean we were just going into the unknown with no writing on the wall at all. And so just taking it day by day. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think
3: from our side, from the event side of things, we kind of were trying to look at it super positive And we were like, cancel everything for 30 days. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. it needed to go <laughs> a little longer than that. But... We had no idea what we were really looking at initially. I mean, I don't think anybody in any industry Nobody. had any idea of what they were looking at. Mm-mm.
2: I think we were all optimistic too. Like everyone was saying, like a month, and like mm-hmm. it's just cute that we were thinking that. Right.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. It started <laughs> off with later. two weeks, right? Yeah. If, if you just every, if everything just closed for two weeks, mm-hmm. this will be over. Yes. That was over a year ago. Yes, it's it crazy. was.
0: It's yeah. It's been a wild ride. Like mm-hmm. lo- reflecting on it, you know. But it's so interesting to see it from y'all's perspective because. I mean, you literally couldn't do anything. Like, I mean, there no. were regulations. Y'all y'all can't do anything. Yeah. And so, I mean, were y'all trying to plan potential comebacks or how were y'all handling like the off
1: time? Yeah, so the off time, um, you know, was just uh, a lot of higher up meetings and, and franchise operation meetings and figuring out what it looked like when, when we came back. Um, and, you know, how limit of a menu do you have to have? Yes. And, um, you know, we had to come back with everything in to-go containers and to-go mm-hmm. silverware. And, you know, so just really like operationally looking at what does that look like? How many people do you need to execute that? How many people are going to actually come to the movies when we right. reopen? Right, yes. Right? Um, you know, that's that. that's the first and foremost. When we first opened was the, you know, the biggest struggle was everybody's recommending not to go out in public, which I fully support, wear masks, stay home. I was like, you know, a huge proponent of that, but at the same time running a business and saying, well, come to the movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, we, we followed every CDC guideline, um, Safe Cinema followed all of their guidelines, buffer seating, The I showed you guys the backpack on the way in here that we do in between every single movie. We spray down the entire theater with the sanitizer, um we started off with all the to-go stuff and transitioned back to eventually to regular plate wear and um so yeah it was the the off time was just a lot of planning and a lot of questioning and all, and planning for the unknown mm-hmm. you know um it was we had no idea what no. what to expect or what was going to happen um and i think you know We were closed just over five months. We got to reopen at the end of August. That is so long. I I didn't
2: know it was that long. Yeah, it was.
1: uh, We didn't reopen until the end of August. Um, And, you know, so we we started off very slow um, as far as, you know, the food we offered. Like we had a very limited menu and um you know because it's all just trying to figure out who's coming are they going to come out to the movies are studios going to release movies right Mm -hmm. because there was the Mm ever-changing release schedule for the first well we're still in it movies are (laughs) still still going you know but in the beginning it was it was a lot harder to really get a grasp on you know are there going to be movies coming out to play so that's where we relied heavily on our um our love for older films and mm-hmm. bringing back older titles and really just kind of fo- focusing on the repertoire titles and her uh, private parties and special events and things that she can do um, to to drive people in the door.
3: Yeah, and I think we were really lucky in that as Alamo Drafthouse, like, that is part of our culture and had mm-hmm. been part of our culture beforehand. And so we were known for having those, you know, older titles and those specialty screenings and Big Lebowski playing right now mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And so we had to make them look different. We couldn't, you know, blow bubbles in the auditorium oh, to yeah. go along oh, with the right movie yeah. scene because that wouldn't work right,
0: very well right now. And Things so, you never thought about. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So we had to change the way those looked, but I think we kind of, we were we were lucky compared to some other theaters in already having a group of people who knew us for those films. And then we kind of looked at, you know, the capacity limits that we were allowed to operate in and the capacity limits that people would be willing to come in in, you know, and both of those things kind of um, had, were two different things at two different times sometimes. And how we could kind of make our events sit well with that. And so one of the things that we did do was kind of retool how our events work and offer when you do talk about the bigger blockbusters like when i do have those screenings you know and you're gonna screen a movie when on the night that Godzilla opens it's it's not free mm-hmm. you know there's there's a cost associated with taking a theater that seats 40 60 80 100 people and renting it for yourself Yep. and so we were able to offer this private experience I to love that y'all
0: did that people that had never that.
3: been able to do that or would have just without even asking would have just assumed that it was out of a price range for them and so being able to kind of offer this automated type of screening to them that had very clear pricing and you know a lower price point and for people to be able to kind of come in and experience that your private theater um type of experience was was really cool to offer and was a saving grace to us for months <laughs>
2: brilliant idea mm-hmm. so what was it like the first day opening up after five months like were you all nervous we're excited good
3: question
1: both J- just like as we started this podcast right it's, it, it's exciting and, and it's exciting and it's nervous um so it's a little bit of both like what to expect mm-hmm. we opened with a free screening of bill and ted uh, the new movie that came out in august and oh, so that's it was awesome. packed Aww, that's good. And, and, that is good. and so it was like a really you know good sign everybody wants to come to the movies um, but it was very exciting um, to be able to um, at least bring a handful of staff back and and give some people job opportunities and mm-hmm. and to to get them back in here where we call home right to just get them back home and doing what they love to do you know we've got cooks in the kitchen that have been with us since we opened and they just love to make food and so just getting them back there doing what they love and making food for everybody and you know the the servers or guest attendants just you know getting to socialize with movie lovers that are coming out that want to see the movie and and you know want to be taken care of and have that experience and so it was very exciting but, of course, nervous just because mm-hmm. you. there's still it's very unknown. But in August, it was very unknown. Oh, yeah. You know, so the, you know, the taking temperatures at the front door, mm-hmm. um, which we literally just stopped about two weeks ago. We were still taking temperatures at the front door until about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but from the temperatures at the front door to the staff all wearing gloves to the masks to... You know, everything. So it was it was nerve wracking, but very exciting to get back to some semblance of normality in our lives.
0: Absolutely. Well, I think also just coming back to work, period. Right. Like, I mean, especially at a place like this, but I think just after being home forever, I mean, I know y'all are still working, I guess, remotely, but it's another thing entirely to actually be here within these, you know, walls and and doing your thing because... I can't imagine. I didn't have to work from home. Not at home with working. my one and a half year old <laughs> glued to me. Girl, I know you're ready. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And, and props to the parents who did have to stay home with their kids and the ones that had to homeschool kind of thing or do the remote learning. So, so much uh, respect for anybody that had to do that. Um, yeah. So you guys coming back, I mean, clearly, so I guess after day one, you realize like, okay, it's looking pretty good. Like being cautiously optimistic yeah i uh i imagine i'd be the same kind of kind of way because you're not sure how it's going to go is Mm -hmm. it are they going to require more restrictions or what's next it's just the constant back and forth and i'm not a business or i don't run uh, i mean i work for the city which is always open all the time Mm -hmm. but for a place like this i mean you never know like okay we're just getting the ball rolling could they pull the rug out from under us
1: oh yeah that was a a very real fear in the beginning Mm -hmm. um was you know how how long is this gonna last are we gonna be able to stay open um, and here we are and, yes. and, and, and loving it and we're not going anywhere. You know, we're, we have no intentions of going anywhere and we're just, we're loving it. The film festival is going on this weekend. People are coming out. Um, you know, we're still following as a lot of the safety procedures. We still have the two seat buffering. We still require masks. Okay. Um, so the only thing we stopped was the, um, the temperature at the front door. Um, and that that's it other than that we're still trying to keep everybody as safe as possible so we can stay open mm-hmm. um and continue to provide that movie going experience
0: well we're so grateful that you are because I, I i'm born and raised in corpus
1: mm-hmm. me too
0: yeah small town right i mean it's like we we're slowly starting to get things but of course whenever people were talking about austin it was always the alamo draft house the alamo Drafthouse. house so when corpus finally got one amazing not to mention the fact that you guys did like a beachy theme i know it's perfect perfect so sarah's on the wall we'll have
1: to show you guys really on the way out. yeah I'm, I'm in the mural oh uh, my God. In the lobby. Mm-hmm.
0: well that's what i was gonna ask so have y'all been here since yeah, the draft ask. house opened yeah we both have yeah. okay. Aww, that's awesome.
1: since we broke ground and it was a dirt pile out here <laughs>
2: wow that's, and when was that like, I that like...
1: was uh in 2016 and we opened ask. in february of 2017 wow um but yeah june of 2016 july of 2016
3: first time i saw it i didn't realize i was actually going to come out to the physical like <laughs> location and i was in flip-flops and it had just rained and so <laughs> we're literally walking through like the mud and i'm trying not to like lose my flip-flop in the mud i
0: yeah
1: i i came in <laughs> boots every day in the beginning like um but i didn't know i would know <laughs> we were um we worked with LNF, uh, who's out off of 44. They have a huge building out there in office space. And so we were housed out there for interviewing and hiring while the building was under construction. But, yeah, we, we've both been here since since day one.
0: Mm-hmm. How cool is that? I mean, and that says a lot about how much you guys are enjoying what y'all are doing.
1: Yeah, I, I love it. It makes me happy.
0: The
3: anniversary parties
0: are fun yeah i think just any <laughs>
1: any party here is fun
0: mm-hmm. i have yet to go to like a special screening of anything Have
1: oh, you? i've been
2: to the scott pilgrim one that one was really fun with the bubbles oh, that yeah. he got to throw the tokens um but one thing i was going to ask like what is y'all's favorite event that y'all have thrown so i know you talked about like the wedding stuff but like is there a specific like movie event or something that sticks out to you
1: Man, there's several. Our anniversary parties that we um, that we started off doing with our one-year anniversary party, and then did the second. Um, those are a lot of fun. We bring out cotton candy machines and like just have just have fun. We give out popcorn, and um, so doing stuff like that for the community, not necessarily where you have to come watch a movie, is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like the craziest things that happened, I think the Star Wars proposal was probably one of my, oh my favorite God. um that I got to like watch happen um
3: yeah some of the off-site stuff that we do is really cool too I think one of my favorite like community events that we participated in was out at the uh Kingsville Navy Station mm-hmm. um I'm, get, I'm just going all in with my theme with top this done. right <laughs> here we go top <laughs> and so we were like well we're going out to this to the Navy Station's air show right mm-hmm. yeah as alamo draft house so our creative manager and i at the time we both looked at each other and we were like well i mean we have to right and so we got these like muscle t-shirts that looked like a man's like muscled torso (laughs) and volleyballs and had (laughs) goose and maverick on the back of our shirts and like went out there all like hi we're alamo draft house with our top gun volleyball
0: (laughs) that's amazing
3: I'm sure they appreciate it. and waited all day long for the Top Gun flyover music. And I got it at the very end and it made it all so great. So I think being able to kind of go out and participate in those community events like that is, is really cool. And turning those events into partnerships, Mm. um, we work with uh, Pride downtown, oh, and have worked with them for the last couple of years. And so we kind of do a sponsorship screening with them, and they come in and they kick off Pride Week with a screening here. Wow! Um, and so we and, we, no and we
1: participate in the parade. Yeah,
2: and I so had then- no
3: idea that y'all did all this. It's super fun. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I feel like movie theaters in general don't do that. So that's what really sets y'all apart. Like, y'all are really a part of the community. uh,
1: That's our goal is to be local wherever we are. And so that was, like, the whole thing when we opened here was to just try to be as involved in the community as possible. We've done uh, First Friday Art Walk twice now. Mm -hmm. Um, We we just go out there and just giveaways and talk to people because, you know, we don't have anything to sell out there. Mm -hmm. but. Um, You know, we've anywhere um, that we can go have fun with the community and just inform more people about what we do. um, We try not to pass up those opportunities.
0: And thank goodness, because uh, like Ashley said, I mean, you don't think about movie theaters doing that. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I'm feeling I I am typically very good at at knowing like what everybody's into before I talk to them. I had no idea that y'all did like you actually went. Like to external locations to kind of promote and yeah. uh, develop partnerships.
3: Yeah. Um, like I said, I think we, I mean, we work with the colleges and universities um, as well. Uh, Comic-Con is for our staff. I mean, our staff loves to dress up. So taking them to Comic-Con is fun. I mean, they will plan out their costumes oh, and who's going to be what on which, and which shifts they're working. So who gets to, you know, so the costumes go together while they're, there. <laughs> <laughs> they're amazing. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, stuff like that is who we are. It's what we love to do. And it's, you know, what makes coming to work really fun.
0: That's excellent. And so you said that you like to work or collaborate with local filmmakers. So how can people get in touch with you guys if they maybe have an idea they want to execute or something like that?
3: Um, So they can reach out to me directly for anything like that. And I kind of handle taking those relations and they usually start as kind of like private rentals so that they kind of have control over their content and what they're doing and we can build the entire event for them. Um, but they can reach out to me through our Draft House website, through directly through my email. Um, my cell phone number is blasted all over the city of Corpus Christi as well. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, but they'll just contact Your personal me. number? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's you're, over. You're a saint. <laughs>
1: yeah yes she is yeah like
0: people can get a hold of you a little too easily oh all hours (laughs) that just means you really love your job i don't work
3: all hours (laughs) my voicemail accepts messages at all hours correct
0: (laughs) okay good yeah you have to know where to draw the line kind of thing you
1: have to have boundaries for
0: sure i mean especially like whenever you're working for like a name like alamo draft house behind your back i feel like people would probably want access to you a lot huh
3: yeah, it happens. And I don't think that people oftentimes realize that it's necessarily a cell phone number. Like they're calling a contact number and we have it listed as the contact number and I'm totally okay with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, I, sometimes I don't think people realize they're calling a cell phone number. Of they course. think they're calling a business that's open mm-hmm. till
0: one o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, true, So true. Um, yeah. Yeah. So do y'all think that y'all are going to keep some of the like new... uh like offers you have going on even post-pandemic so like people being able to rent out a theater is that something that y'all would keep even then when things get back to normal
3: it's not something that i see going away in its entirety i mean we've always booked private events mm-hmm. um this particular online digitized model um is i think something that a lot of us who worked in events we are always looking for something kind of similar to this anyway because i think we've always thought that the consumer was out there who wants to be able to digitally purchase something like that Mm -hmm. Um, and if your event is going to be simple and it's going to be one of XYZ movies and it's going to happen from X time to Y time I don't see why we would necessarily um, get rid of something like that it seems to be something that's working and something that people that enjoy it may change um and mm-hmm. it may get modified as we kind of look at it and perfect it and look at it compared to our film schedules and what we have going on but I don't see it going away
0: excellent because yeah I uh, I've known quite a few people who have taken advantage of that opportunity and they've just had the best things to say about it oh that's awesome. awesome yes like I mean yeah speaking from somebody who and Ashley too you know we know people who come here regularly and that to me changed the game so Mm -hmm. thank you for doing that uh so when i came i actually came to a showing in october of the nightmare on elm street which was a lot of fun and at the time we had to order what we wanted when we bought the tickets Mm -hmm. which i thought was actually really smart Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because your servers didn't have to come and take our orders face to face correct Mm -hmm. but has is that still the case or can people have access to the full menu now
1: so um we have the we've expanded our menu a little bit and added some more items and that we're making changes to the menu pretty much on a monthly basis to work on growing it back close to our full menu again. But as far as the mandatory ordering online, that is not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you can right? like if you, we highly recommend if you know what you're going to drink and you know, you're going to get popcorn, order that when you get your tickets, cause it's going to come to your seat a lot faster when you sit down. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you can order your entrees, um, or if you have kids, cause that was a big issue, right? When it was mandatory online ordering, um, you know, the parents struggled the most because kids are very indecisive and in how do you order food for kids yes. days in advance? Right. And that was, that was one of the biggest questions uh, I got was like, how am I supposed to know what my kids are going to eat in five days? I don't have any idea. And so I think, um, I call our new system now like a hybrid system, right? There's online ordering. So people that want to order their full meal all the way through online, they can. People that just want to get drinks and popcorn online and then decide if they want anything else when they get here, they can do that too. Mm -hmm. Or people that don't want to order anything online and want to wait and see what they're in the mood for when they get here, now have that option too. Um, The only thing we haven't changed with that is we still aren't taking cash. We're only taking credit cards. Oh,
0: okay, good to know. Um, So we still
1: aren't taking any cash. Um, master still required and two buffer seats. Other than that, um, ordering in-house, you can buy your tickets in-house or you can buy them online. It's whatever you're the most comfortable with. Um, we do try to instruct everybody when they come in that our servers still aren't going to come be a full on server, right? They're not going to come greet you, um, and do a full on greet and try to, we're still trying to limit contact, mm-hmm. um, and, because it's less than six feet that they have to get to be able to talk to people Mm -hmm. in the theater. Right. And so, um, when you write down what you want and put up your order card, they'll come grab it. But that order card is your best friend. If you need anything at all, you need to write it down and put up that flag and we'll come grab it. Um, because we're just, it's not going to be like it used to where as soon as you sit down, they'll come greet you, ask you what you want. Um, or anything like that yeah I
0: remember they would come through and be like oh have you ever been here before Mm -hmm. if not this is how the situation works which I know for me whenever I had never come that was really helpful uh but I love that you guys are really considerate of your employees safety and not requiring them to necessarily go through the whole you know dog and pony show to do their job
1: no, and at this, at this point where we're at, it's more like of a comfort level, and if mm-hmm. they're comfortable and, and, and are having a conversation with a guest, I don't tell them they can't, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so it's really like their comfort, comfort level, but I do think that they need to feel comfortable and know that they don't have to be in those close quarters for very long um and so the education piece where we ask people if they've been here before we're working on just doing in the lobby when you walk in Mm -hmm. um and so asking you if you've been here before and telling you how to use the order card system Oh, i love that and so we're working on doing that in the lobby as people come in so that way because uh it is very helpful um for people that have never been here before to get the that instruction and since we're not doing it in the theater we do have um a message on screen um that kind of walks them through it Mm -hmm. but again if you don't come during that 30 minute pre-show and Mm -hmm. seating time, you don't see those messages either. So people that wait till closer to the movie time don't get to see the education on screen either. So we're really trying to just hit it in the lobby. Um, and just that way there's not that close interaction inside the theater
0: that's a smart idea and honestly the pre-show is that what you called it mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite parts I about know. the draft It's house. the best part it is it's so good and so for those of y'all who like to come to movies right on time or late which is a big no-no come <laughs> early because the pre-show is amazing mm-hmm. uh and that's just one of the many things that makes the alamo draft house unique
2: one thing i did want to ask is i know Brittany, you mentioned it how like i guess everyone thinks of corpus as like i don't know like Austin is better. San Antonio is mm-hmm. better. And like Alamo Draft House kind of started in those areas. Sarah's shaking first. her head. <laughs> so like what makes Corpus different? Why do Alamo Draft House come here? Like that's what I want to know. Because I feel like it's such a nice surprise to have something mm-hmm. like this here. And I think we're ready for that. So mm-hmm. what
1: do y'all? I mean, why not yeah. open in Corpus? Like Corp- Corpus is beautiful. I I love living in Corpus. Um, Thank I- you for I- saying that. I don't, that. Yeah, I don't agree with the people that say anywhere is better than corpus um because i think corpus is awesome so why not corpus corpus deserves it um i've lived in corpus for 18 and a half years so um i've been here a long time Mm -hmm. um corpus is my home Mm -hmm. and um i was excited as well to to see alamo coming um because you do you hear it a lot of why why does everywhere else get these places Mm -hmm. before us and um, you know, Corpus, is, is it's a beach town, uh, so it's a little slower. I grew up on a beach town in Florida, too. Everything is laid back and slower and, you know, just comes late. Yep. It's just that we're, we're just late bloomers um, is really all it is. But, um, you know, I think, like you said, Corpus is at a point now where we're ready for those kind of things, the things that are happening in town and the local community, and um, it's just growing. And so the more we can be involved in that and show people that we are local, um you know yes we carry the alamo name but but we're local we're we're from here we live here like the, this is who we are um and so yeah i i don't know i just i say why not corpus when people mm-hmm. ask me those kind of questions because i think corpus is awesome
3: mm-hmm. yeah and i mean i think the city was 100 percent ready for it when we yeah. opened it was not only to like customer and um community like happiness and reception and people showing up like we we had support and worked hand in hand with you know the chamber in the city and so you know have I'm we've done events with the chamber too as well and you know we've gone personally to attend some other business openings and things like that and so I mean I the city is doing nothing but growing and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. obviously there's a film community here when I think about not just the blockbusters but some of the you know unique independent screenings and things like that that we've done and um seeing something y'all cc seven is like the coolest thing so that is the cool. coolest concept yes. ever um and so i when we first got involved with them and kind of really learned about what they do i was like sorry what they do it in how long <laughs> yes everything
0: cast um, yep. right uh, shoot uh, and so to see that be all local people yes.
3: that do that. Yes. Um that's, is that's, really he's really he's cool. Amazing. So there's a love of film here locally in Corpus and I mean that's what Alamo Draft House is it's about people who love film being around other people who love films. So right. like Sarah said why not?
0: Yes that that thrills me. So what brought you down to Corpus 18 years ago?
1: life you know just uh not wanting to live in florida anymore and Mm -hmm. and um you know jumping in my truck and and traveling and uh i ended up here i uh i did secretary work for like the first four years through a temp agency and then um i i got into uh restaurants and i was with johnny carino's for 10 years oh wow um and then i left johnny carino's and came here so, Very cool. Um that's 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 what I what I've done and why I'm here. I never I'm here just because I love it. Um I've been a beach girl my whole life. As long as I'm close to the water, I feel grounded. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so I was born in Long Island, New York, moved to Florida in elementary school. And then moved here. I moved, lived a, a couple of other places my teenage years when I decided to be a wild and crazy person. Um, <laughs> but, you know, outside of that, I've always lived by the by the water. And so as long as I'm somewhere by the water, I feel grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's just what keeps me here. And, you know, and now Alamo keeps me here because I, I love it. What a sweet gig.
0: <laughs>
3: and, and, uh, Jessica, are you bad. from here? No, I'm not. I'm um, actually new jersey sarah's new mm, really <laughs> i'm new jersey um my dad's ex-military so we bounced around a little bit california mm. um grew up in san antonio for the most part um and so i kind of bounced around i was sarah was carinos i was outback for as for about oh. five years um wow. then i worked for pat o'brien's in san antonio for what about is pat
0: o'brien's a bar
3: they are a bar um based out of new orleans and okay. so they've got a second location in san antonio they had a wedding venue a, a wedding and events venue and so that's where i did the, started with events was um downtown san antonio and then that's actually market yeah um work with we've got our this location here and then we both actually also work with our laredo location as well so back and forth between corpus and laredo
0: because that's your uh your regional right yes
3: yeah oh, mm-hmm.
2: i don't there was a there was an Alamo drop house in Laredo
3: that opened two years okay, so <laughs> fairly new. No. Corpus, a year and a half, year and a half,
1: yeah, it opened yeah. a year and a half before Corpus.
3: Really,
2: mm-hmm. I feel like that makes sense. It's a lot of like busier down there, mm-hmm. so maybe that was like a you say it was before Corpus. Maybe they were testing it.
1: Yeah, I think it was September 2015 when the Laredo location opened, and then February 2017 when we opened Corpus.
0: Wow, are the vibes just totally different between draft houses? Oh, they can be
3: at times.
1: Um,
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess in terms of like setting.
1: Yeah. So um, like Laredo, for example, doesn't have the Jaws theme and they don't have a mural in their lobby and it's just, you know, kind of set up a little different. But then, you know, they have a great draft selection and the same that sort of same concept. So Mm -hmm. um, ultimate vibes, I say, are the same. um, But again, we try to get local wherever Mm -hmm. we are and try mm -hmm. to fit that environment. Oh, so.
0: yeah. Well, one of my favorite things here, that y'all do here in incorporating local is bringing in the local breweries' beers. Yeah. Because yes. I was only able to get a specific Lorelei beer here or or there. I couldn't get it anywhere else because they didn't can it. So it was like only you guys had it. And I thought that that was really neat that y'all made it a point to bring in because ha- Corpus is actually a thriving little mm-hmm. microbrewery town. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for y'all to incorporate that, I thought was really great. And then there's been a couple of times where I've come through I know I've had like a local uh, like body painting artist here doing like p- body painting. Oh yeah, yeah. Face yeah. painting and that, stuff. Or, like, and then we the have Adrian, Adrian come yeah. out. Yeah, Adrian. Adrian
1: comes out um from Like No Other Airbrush and he does his mm-hmm. airbrushing hats. Mm-hmm. Yes. He does airbrush tattoos. Um, so he comes out we and has a lot of fun.
3: Animals. Yeah. Oh yeah. And <laughs> so then how we how had they the, the that?
1: dinosaurs, um, that were out. Dinosaurs live or whatever with that had all their uh, dinosaurs out here what was the question how
0: do y'all go about like uh, bringing in locals to do that kind of stuff in the lobby because i think that's just like an extra part of the experience Mm -hmm. when we're coming out so it's a lot of that's really organic Um, i love
1: that
3: it's it's, a lot of that is really organic and it can be everything from you know somebody coming in to see a movie (laughs) and seeing one of those guys and approaching sarah and being like hey i do henna Mm -hmm. Can I come out kind of thing? Or it's something like the other, the flip side of that is something like F9 coming out and me calling car clubs to bring out some classic cars. And so there's, I think there's really two major sides to that. And one is that the side that's really community driven and by people coming in and offering and wanting to come out and, you know, showcase what they do. And then the other side of that is us trying to build an experience around what we're, what we've certain got
1: titles coming yeah. out. Yeah. So it kind of is twofold
0: for sure. Because, yeah. Cause like I said, it's not just like, Oh, we're showing this movie. Come see it. It's we're showing this movie. There's going to be 30 mm-hmm. minutes before the movie. Where we're going to be showing like facts about the movie or movies similar. There's also going to be stuff going on in the lobby. There's also going to be merch being sold. What is it called? Who makes the merch? Mondo. Mondo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mondo stuff is cool. So it's just—it's
2: a whole experience.
0: Yes, which is why, like, like I said, I, I know I'm like geeking out over y'all. But we're like, so thrilled to have you guys. And so, do you think that based on like how things are looking now, that it's just going to be—you know—you guys are just going to keep thriving and thriving with like new titles being released and new events going on, and what those events and titles would be that you think are going to be bringing you guys up and up.
1: Uh, so titles that are going to continue to help us as we, you know, Mortal Kombat opens in two weeks. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, then <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> then so we we get that. into, you know, May and obviously the, the tent poles we're looking towards in May are going to be a quiet place too. in Cruella, oh, yeah. um, you know, and then we get into June and in the Heights. So y'all know yes. everything. Yes. Y'all know everything so What's in the Heights? Oh, oh, oh my uh, gosh.
3: It's Broadway play that was Lin-Manuel yeah. Miranda's first, um, show that he wrote before i believe it was before he wrote hamilton oh, was wow. in the i
2: actually got to see it when he was in there i had no idea really? i was like a kid in high school yeah wow how it's, cool is that
3: oh it's gonna be so good i'm so excited okay
0: that's cool
1: yeah wow so i so, have no idea so we have great some great titles um you know that that are gonna help us and continue to drive people out to the theater i think
0: i would agree i mean you've mentioned quite a few that i'm very interested in seeing
1: um what's
0: the one you were talking about that you wanted to see uh oh
2: black widow
1: Black Widow. Mm-hmm. that one's coming out july 9th
0: yeah yeah y'all know all of them <laughs> so i mean what is it like prepping for the the movies you know that are going to be big is mm-hmm. it is it any is it different in... yeah
1: yeah so um it we usually get like an embargo date of when tickets are allowed to go on sale. Um, and so we'll know ahead of time of when we're going to put those on sale. But when we have big tentpole movies, it's it's more planning than just regu- than regular movies. Are we going to have it on one screen or, or are we going to have it on two? Um, how are they going to be staggered? Are we going to run longer hours? Are we going to open earlier or later? Wow. When Avengers opened in 2018, we ran 96 uh, hours straight. We didn't close.
0: Whoa.
2: I think I remember. Mm-hmm. I know someone who used to work here and she mm-hmm. was, Yeah.
1: Yeah, we Crazy. went 96 hours straight and didn't close. We literally had to lock the front doors for two hours just to close out financials. Oh, my wow. God. And then started the movies again. And so, yeah, planning for something like that is huge because then you plan meals for the staff and breaks for the staff and you do oh, everything good. possible to take care of them because they're running their tails off yes. for, ni- like, 96 hours straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Knowing that while that's playing on three different screens, you also have to show the other two or three movies that yeah. you have because oh, there's requirements to do that once you agree to, to screen a movie Yes. and then got to, and then she's got to fight with me because I'm like, well, I have 47 events that want to come in and watch <laughs> Avengers. And she's like, you don't have um, the screens to do it. And I'm like, but I want to. Uh-huh,
1: yeah. And then she's like, but
3: please. And so we have to look at it well in advance. And that's, we actually spent part of the morning doing that today. And we, you know, at a we were at a point where we were taking three screens and allowing events to just book whenever they wanted. And if they didn't fill up, then we could start plugging other stuff in. But now we're getting to a point where we're getting more film where it's like, okay, at least during these days and these hours, we need to pull it back to two screens for mm-hmm. events, you know, because we've got film that's got to be shown in certain time periods in there. That's so a so there's a lot of planning yeah. ahead of time for, for stuff like that.
2: I definitely feel like Marvel has changed the game when it comes to like, opening weekends like i've never even thought about having to open for 96 hours <laughs> and i feel like it's just gonna get bigger because they have started their phase three or phase two already like mm-hmm. that's insane yeah
1: it's it's wild it's uh marvel and star wars mm-hmm. oh yeah star wars that too. both Disney. that both do the same thing where we'll just run at least three days if not four days 72 to 96 hours straight wow. but it's just it's so fun that i mean that's what it's what we do, right? That's where our, your adrenaline kicks in and just watching all of these movie lovers that are so excited to see this new movie just fun. come mm-hmm. through the door. <laughs> is just so rewarding. For sure. You know, Did it's... I
3: mention costumes? Yes. Oh, and costumes. Yes. And props, yes, I'm sure.
1: Costumes and props and just getting to see these smiles on these kids' faces or when they watch a sad movie, getting to hear them come out. I had this little girl. Oh my gosh, it was the most adorable thing. Uh, it was like three little girls and their mom came out a, Raya a week or two ago and I was like oh my gosh how was it did you like it and this one little girl throws her hands on her hips and she says oh my gosh that movie was so sad Aww. and it just like breaks your heart but like they just they immerse into the movie as well and it's just it's so amazing mm-hmm. to, to watch. I feel
0: like I'm almost going to cry hearing that. Oh, my God. And I'm on my period, too. So. <laughs> oh, cry cry thing it I did mention about Ashley. She's the president of the Crimson Cause, which is the local uh, period advocacy group. Nice. Yeah, yes. So we uh, donate
2: menstrual products to shelter. So I'm always talking about my periods. So hey, that's, that's okay. okay. Awesome. That's awesome. No,
0: it's because of Ashley. Not that I was necessarily scared of it. But when, when I found out what Ashley was doing, and I'm like, you're right. Period products should be free. What? Like, yeah. didn't even cross my mind. And now... Uh, th- uh, frankly, because of Ashley, now I-, I feel a whole different way about oh, it. Oh, thanks, Brittany. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so what events are coming up that people can be keeping an eye out for in order to, uh, you know, come to the draft house? It's time, guys. It's time. Socially distant, of course. Right, exactly. <laughs> um,
3: so we've, we're definitely still running our, um, like, rep film calendar and month-to-month making, uh, adding new films and changing up what we do. We have little by little kind of started trying to get back into a modified version of that Alamo Draft House event experience. Um, and it's not going to be exactly the same. The mm-hmm. goal is to keep people safe, you know, um, and so we want people spaced out. We don't want to be handing out props that multiple people are touching of and course. things like that. But we have started um, with, you know, the specialty menus. We've started bringing brunches back and Excellent. doing our brides. You know, we had our bridesmaids brunch last month or uh, champagne, champagne cinema. cinema sorry. Mm-hmm. Love uh, that. Our bridesmaid champagne cinema last month. And so we're doing the champagne glasses and kind of bringing, bringing back pieces of those elements of, of events again.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, I know uh, the not only is it the amazing movies you show, but also like the specialty events that keep the, everybody coming. Um, and also I, I want to backtrack a little bit because you were saying, you know, working the 96 hour shifts, how it's so much fun. I feel like it would be fun just working with you guys. Cause y'all seem to know exactly what's going on, how to handle everything, whether it be like a massive blockbuster opening weekend or whatever it may be. So I think it's just the fact that you guys are just, you understand the process. You really care about your employees, and you make sure to make it a good experience for everybody, including the customer. Uh, amazing. Sarah's yeah. an
3: energy queen when <laughs> it comes to like wild and crazy weekends and stuff. And you just see her like ping ponging from one end of the building to another, just with like the biggest grin and bright eyes that you've ever seen on your face. So you have she to keeps set the
1: tone for the shift. Crazy. Yes, you do. Right. You yes. have to set the tone for your shift, and it, you know it's one of the biggest things I try to coach. Um, when I'm developing managers is you set the tone and the pace. So it doesn't matter what you have going on outside of work or what you did before work or what you have going on after work. You walk in that door and you are the energy for the shift. Yes. And, and I, I live, I live that, like I, I live and breathe it, but, and I have a blast doing it. I just, mm-hmm. I have so much fun. It makes me so happy.
0: Yeah. You can just tell, like you you're just, you, you got it covered I mean and, and also the fact that you have longevity in this job both of y'all you know speaks volumes
2: what advice would you give to someone who wants to work in like a, the theater industry or like the restaurant industries I know Alamo Draft House is both so like what would what advice would you give
1: uh just start right mm-hmm. um I think one of the best things about uh the restaurant industry and and the theater industry also is you can start from the ground up, right? And learn different positions depending on what you're passionate about. Um, You know, so so we hire a lot of people with no work experience, right? Because we hire people that want to do this that you know have a love for film and don't know where to start and so you know we've had people that have started in the kitchen that then end up working upstairs in projection and working on the projectors and in the booth that's fantastic and so you know if it's something that you're passionate about or that interests you just come apply and start serving or start in the kitchen or start somewhere and then you just get you learn more and you ask questions and uh inquisitive minds are the best. I I I have the most fun with those. Like people that aren't afraid to ask questions and Mm. say they want to learn more. Like bring it. Like we'll teach you whatever you want to know.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think this is really one of those industries that you can learn your way through, you know, and it doesn't, you don't necessarily have to have XYZ certification and and Mm -hmm. this, you know, credential and that credential. I mean, there are sections of it where, yes, you need that piece you know depending on what you want to do but as far as theater operations and restaurant operations and stuff like that like that's something that you can really learn and if you love it you'll learn it really quickly um and you'll you know be able to take it all different directions I don't think I could have told you when I started as a hostess at Outback Steakhouse Mm -hmm. 15-18 years ago you know that I would be a regional events manager for Alamo Draft House, isn't but you mm-hmm. work your way through different areas mm-hmm. of the business, and you find out you not only learn the business but you learn what you're good at too mm-hmm. you Ooh, know i
0: love that um i
3: I was in operations and I did manage for a couple of years and like operations isn't my spot to be in, mm-hmm. you know um. And so you kind of you you learn things about yourself as you as you work and as you learn things about the business and the industry as well. And so, yeah, I think what Sarah said about just kind of jumping in and getting started is really good. And then
1: don't be afraid to business. ask questions. Mm-hmm. Love that.
0: Yeah. That's fantastic. You guys are awesome. I appreciate you all so much for everything that you're offering to the community for what you're doing here. And of course, for taking time out of your super busy yes. to talk to Ashley and me. Ashley, thank you for being here. You're welcome. I couldn't think of a better person to have, have been here. So I appreciate you. And uh, I can't wait to see what the Alamo Draft House is up to next. Awesome. Nice. Thank you guys Thanks. so much. Thank you. Oh. It was really fun.